Imagine your life as a logger. You get up early, travel deep into the forest before the sun rises, and begin felling trees. Ropes, axes, saws, and horses are the tools of your trade. You take a few breaks per day and eat a quick lunch so that you can get more work done and collect more pay. And when the day is done and it's time to go home, you're tired, sweaty, and sore. The sun has set and it's dark on the way back to the city. You share some ale with your workers on the cart ride home, already dreading getting up in a few hours just to do it all over again. Now imagine, on your way home, seeing one of your coworkers lifted into the air and flung against a tree. How would you react? What would you do? This is Vice and Villainy, reporting on the criminal and mysterious. We are your source for the stories that shape your world. Uh, just, just a minute. Hold on. Oh, hey, Wendelin. How, how are you today? Uh, I c- could be better, to be honest. I mean, uh, Eva's running me wild, but what else is new? Uh, speaking of which, she wants to go right in, so, uh, yeah, good luck with that. That's, uh, I'm, yeah. I keep I keep her stuff ready to go so I don't have to pack and unpack it as often. I I know where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh it's a uh, yeah, she wants to go riding again and I don't know how long she's going to actually stay out this time. She might get bored within the next 10 minutes or whatever. Do you know uh, what time she wants to head out? I know what time she told me. I don't know what actual time she's actually going to be ready. What well, how 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 much time do I have? I'll give you about 30 minutes. Perfect. Uh, how are you doing? Do you need a break? Do you need to uh, Always, kill some time? Yes. Okay. Sure. I've got. Look, I've got about. Look, I've got about fifteen minutes before Ava notices I'm gone and starts yelling for me. So I just hold. I'm just gonna sit here. Yeah. Take, take a load off. Would you like something to drink? Have some water. Uh, sure. All right. How well, are you? Huh, you know, doing uh, doing what I can here, staying staying busy just like you. <laughs> I have. I mean, are the animals better company than the people? Well, uh, you know, I can't complain too much. I'm I'm well compensated for what I do. So, I like my job. I get to I get to be outside most of the time, and and yeah, I get to be away from people. So. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Well, tell you what, since you've got a little bit of time, and you know I have my penchant for telling stories, I've got a, I've got a story for you if you'd like to hear it. By all means. Sure. It's kind of of the, the mysterious nature, if, if, if that's up your alley. I'm always down for something to try and figure out while I'm waiting for Ava to decide what dress she wants to wear. Sure. Okay. So, here we go. I've got... 
a story that comes out of of the Dalelands. I don't know if you're familiar with where they are, um, but it's the specific uh, city of Shadowdale in the Dale of Shadow. And there was this group of like five loggers and they were just to the north of the city and they were up maybe like 15, 15 miles or so into the woods and they're clearing trees. Normal, normal day for them out all day, axes and saws and loading up the carts and, and taking them back down and, and getting things ready. And you know, they're five human men, probably in their like mid twenties to early thirties. And it's about time to, to go. It's getting dark and they're packing things up and darkness starts to set in. And as they're leaving, they're, they're going back down the hill and, and to their right, they look up because they see this very bright light. And it's strange. It's not the moon. It's way too bright to be the moon. And it's, and it's really, really weird. So one of them, his name is Calum. He wants to go check it out. But the other four are kind of hesitant. They're not quite sure what's going on. Um, so Calum's like finally talks him into it. They pull the, the cart and the horse off and he starts to, to kind of run up toward the light. And he gets closer and closer and, and the, the group can see the light and kind of see him, like his shadow, but they can't see what's causing light or anything, anything like that. But they see another being kind of appear, like another shadow, and it, and it appears to be, you know, another humanoid. And then... All of a sudden, without warning or anything, they see Calum like lift up off the ground a little bit and then be flung against a tree. I mean, I guess when they tell you don't walk into the light, they mean it. Well, I don't know if this has religious implications or not, but they they see him, they hit, and obviously they, they freak out. They don't know what to do. One of them jumps into the, the driver's seat of the wagon, slaps the reins, and they start to scoot the horse, you know, try to get out of there as quickly as possible. And in their attempt to escape, um, they're going way too fast down this kind of like logging road, and they lose control. And they crash the wagon. And they're standing there and they don't they don't know what to do they're not far from where they were should we go back and check on them should we go back down you know a big argument ensues between the, the remaining four of them so they finally decide one of them wants to go back he he says i can't leave my friend the other three say forget it we want to go back and get you know proper authorities and finally not wanting to go back by himself the he joins the other three and they they walk back to town it's 3 a.m. They start banging on the door of the constable. He's obviously getting out of bed and he's tired and he's kind of very confused and they, they retell this story immediately. And he's like, I'm pretty sure you all have been drinking. Um, no one just gets picked up and flung against a tree. Yeah, you give or take a couple of odd incidents, but I, I, that's about right. He gets his mind made up that they've been drinking, but... When he, he looks at them and sees the panic in their faces and in their eyes, he starts to kind of change his belief. He says, maybe I should 
check something out. It can't hurt to go go up and look. Oh, that's what people say before they get hurt. He also goes and he wakes up one of the, the rangers that lives in town. Um, takes the other four, so the six of them head back up. It's probably about 3.30 in the morning, they head back up. And they, they think they find approximately where he was. There's no more light. That light is gone. Um, and they see some tracks. And they it's just, you know, like one set of tracks, walking, humanoid, probably this guy, Calum. Uh, but after about 60 feet of going into the woods, they disappear. So they search, and they search. They spend a couple hours, and sunlight starts to come up. And they're tired, and there's not much they can do, so they go home. The next morning, the constable and the ranger scramble some more people. Uh, They're going to go do a bigger search with more people, maybe a little more detailed, see what they can find, right? They go, and same thing, nothing. Are the tracks still there? Same tracks. Same tracks are still there, um, and they still disappear, and they, they they don't really see anything. Uh, they do happen to see further up on their way back down the ranger sees in one of the trees it almost looks like a burn mark kind of um, but there's no like there's nothing on the ground there's there's just like a scorch mark kind of on the tree and he starts asking the group you know was was the light high up or was it down and they they describe it being higher up um, and he thinks that might be you know, where that light was coming from but what caused it they're they're not sure so where we are right now if you were one of these guys what would you be thinking how would you be feeling i i must be worried about calum but it's i'm wondering what kind of light was it was it more like uh if there's a difference between you know firelight and, and and radiant light and you know different people can do different things um with that, I, my initial assumption was a, an angel or a, a planetar, but that might be my optimism shown through. Yeah, it's... They didn't really... Dis- they just described it as bright. They didn't really get into... That's really not helpful. Whether it's an orange hue or a white hue or, you know, they just said bright. Did they get any smells off it? Like anything like sulfur or, or anything... I, I don't know. This was a story retold to me. Um, so these aren't people I know. They're really bad at investigating then. Dang. I, I you know, the Dalens are a decent travel from here, so I, I couldn't go up and do the research myself. Mm-hmm. As, as fun as that would be. You know how this family is. We don't get a whole uh. lot of time off. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just... I mean, usually bright light doesn't just sort of appear out of nowhere, no. so that's a bit of a concern, but, I mean... People aren't usually flung against trees, uh, either. G- give, or, give or take. I, I mean, eh. Have you eh. ever been flung against a tree? Do I have to answer that question? No. Okay. Um, I've, look, I've, I've had my share of experience with otherworldly things, doing stuff... Um, not, not exact, I, yeah, it's complicated, I make deals and, you know, want to get out of this working environment, but that's beyond the point, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just something was marking its territory and Caleb 
interrupted it. It's kind of why you, when you see big flashes of light, you just sort of leave it be, unless you're looking for trouble specifically. Yeah. It's... I mean, personally, I would have tried to prevent him from going up in the first place, because that's just unnatural. And unnatural things don't usually lend themselves to... Well, like you said earlier, usually that's how people get hurt. I... I mean, there is no harm in investigating something if you think it's... Benign? uh, Benign, or, or even if you think it might cause trouble later down the line, but... I mean, you got to do that with respect, you know. You've got you've got to like go up to the if you if you approach something that has that sort of otherworldly glow to it, you've got to treat it with respect. And I I doubt they were uh, rather polite with how they interrupted things. And and these are no offense, but these are common loggers. They're not super highly educated in these sorts of things because if it if it is, you know, an otherworldly being or an angel or something like that, there's you know. I, I, while I have never seen those things, I've heard plenty of stories, and I know they exist. Uh, I mean, um, they're not like they're, they're they're okay. They're they're usually kind of friendly. Usually, as long as you're you know nice to them and you don't insult them or their their work or their uh, their provinces or, or or a lot of things really. But you know, generally, just if you're nice to them, they'll be nice back. Oh, is that firsthand experience? Do I have to answer that question? No. Okay. Maybe, maybe when we have some more time, we could we could dive into that. Look, I have to get by with being a handmaid, and sometimes that involves praying to otherworldly sources, and that's that's my prerogative. Fair enough. I won't. You won't find me. You won't find me judging. Um, that's that's. I'm in no position to do that. And now, a word from our sponsor. Do you want to look your best and feel great at the same time? Then come on down to Marvonian's Gym and Tavern where you can pick up and put down the cask and then drink from it. With no tables or chairs, there's nothing to break except your spirit. We have the best selection of heavy things to lift, including but not limited to rocks, anvils, wagons, and casks. When you are finished or when you start, you can hydrate with as much ale as you can drink. You can get tanked and become the tank that every party needs. And we're back to Vice and Villainy. So anyhow, this this thing, they go and there's there's nothing. They, they can't find anything else aside from this. Um, and they end up finally coming home. There's, you know, it starts to get dark. There's, there's nothing they can do. And several days end up passing. And he is still missing. Caleb is nowhere to be found. Did he happen to have any family or anything? Yes, he had his parents, um, and he had a younger sister. He was not. He was not married. Did they do anything to anger, you know, otherworldly forces? I, I hope not. Um, I, I really don't know. the uh, The stories and the, the things that I've seen don't detail those those sorts of things. I mean, fair. But what I do know is that after about four days, a very early one morning, Calum reappears walking into town. Same clothes, no no blood, no, no damage to his clothing. Um, he appears perfectly normal. He is 
speaking normally, and he looks he looks fine. Just walking in. Did he remember the last four days, or did it seem like no time had passed for him? Well, that is interesting. So, he comes back. People see him. Obviously, people have been looking for him for, you know, days. Um, so, someone immediately rushes to the constable to bring the constable out, and they usher him very quickly into his office, where he starts to ask questions. First thing they ask is, do you remember what happened? And he says he remembers going up and approaching the being. He couldn't really see it uh, because of the bright light. And he describes he describes the light less, um, even less, like he didn't even say it was bright. He just said it was a light. Um, and he says he, he was walking up and all of a sudden he felt like he was flying and then he hit something hard and he felt the pain of hitting that uh, he hit on his back and he said he felt it like course through his arms and he hit the ground and then uh, he remembers kind of looking up a little bit and trying to to see what caused it or 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 how he got there or what was going on, but he was kind of dazed from the, the hit and he wasn't sure what was going on. But he says that um, he remembers seeing like a humanoid creature it was standing on two legs. And he said he it had what appeared to be like snakes or something coming out of its face. Um, but he couldn't be sure if it was just the way the light was playing with the branches of the trees. So he wasn't he wasn't quite sure what he saw, but he said it was weird because it they, they appeared to move almost almost unnaturally, um, and yeah. So he he did that. He said he saw that, and then he effectively passed out. And he said when he woke up, he found himself on the edge of the woods and started walking home. And here he is. Huh. And the constable, upon hearing all of this, he's very intrigued and his eyebrow kind of spikes up and what day do you think it is? And Caleb says, you know, well, it's only been a few hours. Hmm. And, and the constable kind of chuckles to himself a little bit and says, actually, Caleb, it's been about four days. Caleb in complete disbelief, just can't quite put them together. He, he, he doesn't understand if how he was out there for a few days, if, if he was. I mean, in his mind, it was just, you know, three or four hours. So they, they go on some questions for a while, and they continue to try to, to figure out what, or what happened, who it was, but there's nothing wrong with them. Um, so eventually, the constable just sends them home to rest and kind of has... Um, asks him to kind of go into one of the healers and see if they can kind of check him over and, and look for anything wrong, but there's nothing really wrong. So he goes back to his normal life, goes back to logging and and everything, but he does, there is a, something where he does say something felt off inside of him, and he complains of headaches, frequent headaches. Mm. Um... But he just accounts that up to maybe hitting the tree, and that's just, you know, maybe like a concussion or something like that. 
I mean... I don't know. It's kind of strange, though. I... it's... I mean, you just... Did disappearing off for four days anywhere and not remembering it is, is, is a bit of a concern. A, even people I know who've, who've gone off and partied and, and lost time because of that, they they don't lose four whole days to it. Yeah, four days, four days, I've never lost, I mean, I've had my fair share of drinking and have blacked out and lost time that way, but I've never, I've never lost four days. And, and usually you still feel it, you know, you, you feel the you feel the time passing still, so that's... Sure. I mean, do you think she, he maybe, or whatever that creature was, maybe took him off somewhere to, you know, another plane or another or another place? I mean, if they searched the woods and they couldn't find him and he woke up, you know, on the edge of the woods like nothing had happened, I think he maybe disappeared somewhere. Uh, that's that's my inclination. The other thing that's intriguing, and this is the, the last bit of information I have on it, is that... Starting as soon as he got back into town, every night they found him sleepwalking the same exact route. He'd leave his house, he'd do a small loop, and then he'd end up at the door of the constable. Did the constable do anything to piss off any other worldly forces? He, I hope not. I mean, it's, I hope for the sake of that town, I hope not too. It's Shadowdale, and it's, you know... I mean, the Dalens, they, they tend to keep to themselves up there. Um, kind of live and let live sort of attitude, but... You never know. People are... Individuals are individuals, right? They... Yeah, no, some people yeah. have secret dealings, and you never know. You never know who you're dealing with. I ain't that the truth. Oh, God. I mean... I'm wondering if he, you know, if, if poor Caleb got, like... Not necessarily possessed, but definitely had some inkling or something lurking in the back of his head now. But it's a story I'd I'd like to follow up on. This was only just a couple of months ago, so... Are you really? Has, yeah. has he been sleepwalking ever since? That's the way that it's been told to me, is that he's he's been sleepwalking. I don't know if it stopped, um, but I'd like to I'd like to follow up. Next time my, my contact... Is in Shadowdale. I'm gonna have him look into it, or if I ever get some time off, add it to the list of places I'd like to go to follow up on stories. You know, if we ever get time off, you know, if that ever happens, you know. Speaking of time off, you you I've taken up enough of your time. We're probably close to your your time limit before Lady Ava starts noticing your disappearance. Probably fine. I could. Eh, eh, she's. She'll be fine. She needs to learn how to do things on her own, anyways. And, you know, I can just chalk it up to a learning experience disappearing for a couple hours. Hopefully, it won't be four days. Eh, what has this happened? Well, I unfortunately do have to get back to work, so All I right. will have to leave you here. But. I would like to know more about some of these things that you are telling me. Maybe you could have, maybe you have some stories to tell. I'd be interested in hearing some of those. Hey, well, I mean, being a handmaiden aside, it's, you find things to do to pass the time and, uh, and people to talk to? I guess you could call them people. 
and I've got a bit of my own stuff going on. Uh, but next time, when we d talk and I have time off, <laughs> funny, funny joke, haha, <laughs> I'm going to go now. Goodbye. Please join our Discord and share what you know. We even have a channel where you can remain anonymous, protecting your identity. Thanks for listening. This is Corey. You can find me on Twitter at dndiapers underscore. Thanks, everyone. I'm Diana, and you can find me everywhere on the internet as SuperDylan. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at ViceVillainyPod. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Vice and Villainy is a CLDG production.